welcome back to the Shard Breaker podcast. Uh, this is episode 12, our second to last episode of Warbreaker. I am Midnight, I am the host of this podcast, and I'm here with Darkness. Hello. And Mythic. Hey. Yeah, and we're we're well into everything that's going on now. It's getting crazy, so starting with chapter 51 here. We start with Basher's point of view. He's with Nightblood, who mentions he was very lonely in the closet, so he's been retrieved from the closet from last last uh, episode, where he was, Vivenna convinced Basher to stick him in there. So, uh, yeah, as Basher's walking around the top of the wall surrounding the Court of Guards, Nightblood is complaining about the darkness of the closet, saying a person knows when they're in darkness, even if they can't see. Um, Basher pauses. Do people know where, Do people know they're in darkness, though? Darkness. Can you weigh in? Can you win on Oh, jeez. Vasher then pauses, unsure of how to respond, just like Darkness. <laughs> He's yeah, unsure yeah. of how to respond. Uh, Nightblood then says Vasher shouldn't ignore him. He doesn't like it. Nightblood then asks if they're going to kill Light Song, who he insists is evil, even though he doesn't know him. When Vasher says Nightblood <laughs> doesn't know what evil is, Nightblood gets quiet. Do you think no, that Nightblood knows what evil is? No, because he is evil. Well, what do you think, Darkness? Does, does Nightblood know what evil is? Uh, I think Nightblood is in the uh -oh. process of learning, which is normal. You know, <laughs> it's still a good sword. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Definitely evil. Wow. Let's see what he does to people. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Basher... oh, I was just talking about what we have a, a knowledge of right now, too. But okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Basher then notes that it takes a thousand breaths to awaken an object of steel and give it sentience. So we finally get some more information here on Nightblood's creation. So yeah, he's not even telling anybody. That's the best part. Yeah, so apparently it takes a thousand breaths to awaken to awaken Nightblood. Uh, Shashara had devised the idea but hadn't fully understood the process. He also notes it takes a person of the ninth heightening to awaken stone or steel. Basher notes, however, that it shouldn't have given Nightblood sentience. Nightblood should not be alive. Do you have any theories on why Nightblood is sentient, and do you think we'll get an answer in this book, considering Vasher doesn't even seem to know? No. I don't think we're going to get an answer. But... I think it was part of self-sacrifice. <laughs> kind, of, kind of going on what my theory was, yeah. See, see. So Shashara was apparently the most talented of them, more capable than Vasher, who had used tricks like encasing bones in steel or stone to make his creations. It's also noted that a person named Yesteel had developed Icar alcohol, and when Shashara awakened the piece of steel and gave it a command, it had taken on immense power and provided a foundation of, for the personality. The command had been destroy evil, which kind of contradicts what Vasher says in the past. He had kind of said, like, his goal was to protect life, but also destroy evil. But apparently the specific command was destroy evil. Which is mm -hmm. obviously why Nightblood talks about destroying evil so much. Um, oh. And so, he hasn't destroyed himself, which is understandable. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they thought it had been a perfect and logical choice. However, how was an object of steel so removed from life supposed to understand what evil was? Nightblood then mentions that he's figuring it out and has had lots of practice. Vashon knows that Nightblood is trying its hardest to fulfill its command. Do you have any thoughts on who these people are that Vasher knew in the past? Not thinking about 
what we learn potentially in future chapters. I mean, yeah, like... I had a theory going around that. No? Oh, yeah? I had, a theory, I had a theory, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, it wasn't 100% right, I know that, but I don't, I'm pretty sure it wasn't 100% wrong either. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was like... Uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was when I was we were still running on the whole Vasher being like a god-king thing. Um, and I was thinking it would be like the gods... Mm. But like before, maybe they were actually smart and I understood what they were doing, you know. But they weren't like not allowed to learn anything. Yeah, exactly. weren't allowed to, you know, remember their past. Because his run is quite smart. He just hasn't been allowed. He's he's smart, just not well educated. Yes, which I mean isn't far off from what I just said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Uh... Go ahead, Dickness. Yeah, so my theory was that like they're involved with the what is it, the five scholars? The five scholars, yeah. Yeah, either like either they're part of the <laughs> origin or they're living a really long life or <laughs> are they descendants who are like taking on roles for like, you know, further development of breath. Mm -hmm. Well he does talk about uh Yestiel who developed Icker alcohol and we know that Icker alcohol was developed mm -hmm. during the many war. Mm -hmm. Um how long ago was a mini war again? About three hundred years. Yeah. So the fact that these people are that, <laughs> like that he's talking about people that far back, kind of goes on my uh, my theory that I have I had later. So oh, right. that's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then Nightblood says that the god in the palace has the power, which talking about light sound again, has the power to start a war. Vasher doesn't want the war to start, and thus the god is evil. Nightblood says Vasher's judgment is the best and that they should kill the god because the war is bad and he'll start the war. Nightblood mm -hmm. states that Vasher should apologize for locking him in the closet and Vasher says he won't apologize by killing someone. Uh, and Nightblood says Vasher just needs to throw him in there and see if he's evil. Vasher knows it's a good idea, but says maybe later. Which, I mean, fair, you'll know if he's pure of heart or not if you throw Nightblood in there and he picks it up or not. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Nightblood... if, that's, if that's true, yeah. Yeah, and as far as we know, that's what Vasher believes... Can't really rely on what Nightblood always says, but Vasher seems to believe that. So. Um, uh, where was I at? Uh, Vasher... Uh, where was it? Oh yeah, Nightblood then notes that Vasher is afraid of the return and does not like killing them. Vasher notes internally that Nightblood is wrong. He isn't afraid, but he has too many memories and too much pain. Uh, Vasher then goes to the God King's Palace, which he notes was originally just a seaside outpost which is interesting. So apparently, way before the Court of Gods was made everything, this building is older than it all, and it was like this giant seaside outpost instead. Uh, he easily does three commands at once, because he's just a frickin' awakening genius, and his rope belt deposits him inside the God King's palace. Nightblood asks about Vivenna and says she doesn't like him, but, she, uh, but he likes her because she's nice and pretty. Vasher notes that Nightblood doesn't truly understand those words, but he doesn't lie, so he must like Vivenna, even if he can't explain why that is. Nightblood then notes that Vivenna reminds him of a returned. Vasher says that makes sense because she's descended from a returned. Vasher then can feel Nightblood thinking. <laughs> he's, he's thinking on that. Because Night, Nightblood's trying to learn. He's, he's trying his best to figure, yeah, figure out a, humanity. He's just a, chi he's just a child. Mm -hmm. Who is not evil. He's he is evil. definitely evil. He's not evil. Definitely evil. 
He's the best. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Basher then wanders to the God King's palace, knowing that there have been some changes over time, such as dining halls and garrison rooms being changed into smaller rooms, uh, which is where all like the different colorful furniture generally is. Um, as Vasher tries to find a staircase, Nightblood realizes that Vasher is looking for Ciri. Nightblood suggests Vasher likes Vivenna, and Vasher replies that Ciri is the key to this all somehow. Apparently that logical leap was too complex for Nightblood, though. Uh, do you think yeah. Vasher's motivations are actually mostly in regards to Ciri being important, or because he likes Vivenna? I think because he likes Vivenna. But... I'm assuming it's a mix, but yeah, was, yeah. Like, which one do you think is more so that he likes Savannah. Yeah, I, I think darkness. I, I have to agree with that because in the like previous chapters that we discussed, mm-hmm. when Vivenna asked him to save Siri, it felt like he hadn't considered it too much. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's fair. Um. So yeah. So Vasher then spots a maid servant approaching. He captures her and holds Nightbug close and uh, with him slightly pulled out. Feeling guilty, she squirms, but also glad that Nightblood makes her sick. Uh, he has her tell him where Ciri is being kept. Vasher then ties the maid up and returns Nightblood to his sheath before running off down the hallway. Nightblood questions Vasher about his actions to the servant, and Vasher responds that he doesn't understand his own morality either, and that Nightblood shouldn't confuse himself. Uh, <laughs> Vasher then pauses, seeing guards outside of Ciri's room, throws Nightblood to them, and as soon as the sword was out of his hands, Vasher is yanked by an awakened rope. Vasher mm-hmm. fights with the rope and some men as the guards at Ciri's door fight over Nightblood. Vasher ends up killing one of the men before trying to get to Nightblood, but three more uh, figures cut him off. Dozens of men are around, and eventually Vasher is wrapped up in awakened rope. And then Denth emerges. Dun dun dun! Vartalities, yeah. Yes. Tonkfa is also there, moving down the hallway to Ciri's room. And Vasher spits at Denth twice. Uh, Denth tells Vasher he's predictable and it's hard to live as long as they have without falling into patterns. Vasher gets gagged, but notes he took down over a dozen soldiers before they had caught him. Denth jokes that no risk is too great for mercenaries as long as the pay is right. Were you expecting Denth and Tonkfa to have been waiting in the palace? I, I figured not really, but I figured they would be in the palace somewhere. I didn't expect them to like intercept Vasher. You know, you expect that they would expect Vasher to come for Siri. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they 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 make it pretty obvious, like why they did that. But yeah. Yeah. I can I can agree. I can kind of agree with that. I didn't expect them to be there. Yeah. I expected them to have thought think... of plans like that. Ugh. Yeah, and I think pretty much very next he says that he's been waiting there for two weeks. So pretty much the whole time Vivenna was training with Vasher, they're just like, there's no point in going to find them. We're just going to wait here for them, because eventually is going to want to get their, her sister. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, so Denneth grows serious as he says Vasher is his payment as he owes Vasher for Shashara. Um, and then, as I said, he was waiting for two weeks, knowing Vivenna would want to rescue Siri. Tonkfa then returns, holding Nightblood in a blanket. Denneth tells Tonkfa to throw it away, but Tonkfa says it could be useful, and Denneth quickly snatches the bundle <laughs> away and smacks Tonkfa. Tells Tonkfa to check on Siri and clean up the mess. I think he also says uh, he like saved his life or something. Yeah, because I don't I think mean, Tonkfa's pure of heart. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, he kills he kills animals. He's obviously tortures not pure them. He doesn't just kill them. He tortures yeah, animals. Exactly. He's <laughs> obviously not pure of heart. Like, um. Where was it? Uh, and then Vasher hopes that Nightblood will take control of Denth, but Denth is too strong-willed as apparently he's had too much history with Nightblood, as Vasher does. 
that then tells the men to take away Vasher's awakened clothing and hang him in, in a room. Then states, he and I are going to be having a long talk about what he did to my sister. So were you yep. surprised to learn that Denth was Shashara's brother? Oh, kind of, yeah. I was like, ooh. So, no wonder he's so pissed. You killed his friend Arsteel yeah, and Shashara, exactly. his sister. I don't know. I think he's more about his sister, but yeah. Yep. I'm still running on the theory that uh, he didn't kill him. <laughs> he didn't kill him. We still don't know a lot about Arsteel. We don't. All we know is that he was friends with Denth and Vasher, um, probably Shashara, considering they were brother and sister, and also Shashara and Vasher were friends, uh, and that we know that he was, I think, the best duelist in the group. That's all we really know about him, I believe. Which is saying a lot, so. Do yeah. we know that? Well, we... we, Yeah. <laughs> There's so much I'm trying to figure out. Because I'm just trying to remember if I'm pretty sure Jules and, um... Claude? Tong Fa knew oh, uh, Arsteel, right? You you thought Claude was Arsteel, or someone did. I think, I yeah, think but... Claude is Arsteel. Yeah. If I remember correctly, they all knew him, right? In that group. I think so. Yeah, they yeah they knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's been a while since we we talked with Jules and Tonkfa. I was trying to think back there. Where yes. are they? I haven't seen them. Like, well, Tonkfa was just here with Nightblade. Yeah, Tonkfa was there. Jules, yeah. is, Jules and Claude aren't here, though. Yeah. <gasps> what are they slaughtered them? <laughs> because they, they left a Venice keep. Oh. Could have, potentially. Possibly. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, there's another question I was going to ask. Um... No, so that was my only question there. All right, so that was chapter 51. Lots of information in that chapter about Vasher and Dent's past. Vasher specifically, but yeah. Yeah. But we also learned that uh, Shashara was Dent's uh, yeah. brother. And it sounds like he's as old as Vasher. Which, jury's still out on how old that is. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, chapter 52, we move into Light Song's point of view. He's in his palace with servants piling up furniture, paintings, vases, and small sculptures. Light Song is drinking, even though he can't get drunk. And he asks Larmar if he ever feels like there is something greater than himself. Larmar replies that he feels that every day, although Light Song can feel his disapproval regarding the piling up of the furniture. Uh, Larmar also states that Light Song is part of it, but it is also much larger than him. Once all the furniture is piled up, he sends away the servants and just speaks to Larmar. Uh, Lysong asks Larmar about going to war, and Larmar states he would, uh, he could argue either side. He does state, though, that attacking seems too extreme. When Lysong asks if Larmar must make the choice, Larmar takes off his ceremonial headgear and speaks to Lysong as a friend. He states mm -hmm. that Idris is a rebel faction that controls the northern passages, but that he doesn't think he can justify the slaughter of the Idrians. Larmar states that he thinks the best course of action is to declare war just to scare them into peace talks and a favorable treaty. Lightsong states it seems reasonable, but that he thinks they're missing something and he wants to find out what. So what do you think uh, about Larmar's I thoughts on the war? <laughs> hmm? I agree with him. I was going to say, yeah, missing something. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think about Larmar's thoughts on the war? I mean, I agree. 100%. Larmar I seems think... very smart. Well, knowing, fuck, 
knowing what we know now. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna like completely separate what we know now and yeah. take in like everything that we know happened before. So, with how the way, with the way like everyone was acting before, I doubt that they would want to sit by even after declaring war in order to like try and get a peace treaty again. Mm. I feel like they would just keep pushing on war even if, even if they tried that. Yeah, it seems like it's there's a lot of uh, war-hungry people, although it seems that there's mm-hmm. been a lot of behind-the-scenes pushing for that mentality <laughs> from yeah. what we know, even yeah, just from previous but... chapters as well as now. Um, but I think from Larmar's point of view, that's probably what he mm-hmm. considers, yeah, the best point of action based on not knowing anything about all the people behind everything. Um... <laughs> So yeah, so we then switch to Siri's point of view. She apparently is uh, in the bedchamber she normally sleeps in, but Susabron is not with her. She notes that the priests and lifeless are no longer watching her, instead it's soldier-like men. She thinks that six months cooped up would be terrible, but she'll have to hope in Susabron. That's pretty much all we get from Siri's point of view there. She's just, well, I'm stuck in this bedchamber for six months, great. I didn't really have any questions. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that quick point of view. <laughs> no. Uh, we're then back with Lightsong, who is peeking through bushes at Mercy Star's palace. He notes that the moon is almost the exact same position as his last dream. He notes that he has to get to the tunnels and has to know if there was something prophetic about what he'd seen. Lightsong waits until the moon is in the specific position of his dream. He sees a guard patrol approaching and notes that he should have brought a sword, even though Larmar says he can't use one. Uh, so yeah, do you think the position and of Larmar the moon... would know? Yeah. Does the do you think the position of the moon from Lightsong's dream helping him here? make you believe his dreams are prophetic. I know last time you guys were kind of getting more into, oh, maybe the dreams yep. are prophetic. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely think they're prophetic, but... I'm gonna I'm a be one of those people. I was there from the start. I believed it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you were there from the start. I yeah, Mythic was very much... I think yeah. I think Darkness from the start was more like, oh, it could be a mix of, like... I think you were more on the memories. Like... Yeah, I think Which is cool. true. Yeah. yeah. He definitely has some memories, like we learned, especially later. Like, yeah. he, he definitely has mm-hmm. some memories mixed in. Um, but it's also, it does also seem to be prophecies based on what we'll learn more of later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Light Song soon dashes towards the palace once the guards have passed. Larmar curses before following. Light Song gets into the palace through an open window and then reaches down a hand to help Larmar up. Light Song then notices some guards inside and decides to walk forward confidently. Uh, the guards tell him to stop and Light Song asks if they dare command a god. One of the guards then runs off. Uh, I think the other one's just like watching, like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, I know, right? Like, He's like, I, I, I literally can't do anything here. Why did you leave me here? I can't do anything. Um, but yeah, so Light Sun gets to the trap door, opens the door, and they both climb down. And then, and the guard watches in concern. Light Song feels something living through one of the walls with his life sense and finds a small tunnel in the wall. They both crawl through and the ho- uh, crawl through the hole before getting into a larger tunnel. He also throws a lever to close a grate over the tunnel they just came through. Uh, Light Song decides not to follow the path to the life sense just yet. Instead, he notes the path to the left goes straight to the lifeless barracks. There's a trap door into each of the four warehouses, and these tunnels are newer, uh, whereas the tunnel the next tunnels he finds to the different palaces are much older. Uh, they then move towards the life sense, which seems to lead toward the God King's palace. Light Song then overhears people speaking about the princess's sister, 
and not to underestimate Vasher. The one voice mm -hmm. then says to the other voice, uh, who we learn is Denth, that he is strange for wanting to kill Vasher, even though he states he has done more good than the first man can appreciate. What are your thoughts on Denth praising Vasher, even though he hates him? I mean, he obviously has some kind of an admiration for him. Yeah, could that make sense? Because even though he's a mercenary and like has done so much shit, you know, he seems to not always be on that like you know, dark like bad side. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like they were definitely friends in the past as well. Yeah. So obviously there was like some Dent saw good in Basher before Basher started killing his friends, I guess, and sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and after the voices fade away, Lightsun goes back to speak to Larmar and explain what he heard. Uh, he's interrupted, though, by Blushweaver screaming uh, to be let go and crying out in pain. Lightsun charges down the tunnel, which goes from rock to stone floor. Blushweaver is tied to a chair, and men wearing the God King's priest robes stand around with soldiers. Blushweaver is crying, has a bleeding lift, and is gagged. When you first read this, were you surprised to see Blushweaver captured and, like, beaten slightly? Yes. Because I thought she was a part of it. And I wasn't wrong, so... <laughs> what did you think, Darkness? Um, I, well, I didn't expect it, right? <laughs> but I, when I read it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I know what's happening. <laughs> you know? Did, you, did you know what was happening? I figured it did go the way I thought. <laughs> so, and then we see uh, Light Song knocks over one soldier and takes his sword, which he has stated yeah. in the past. He thinks he's like, if I ever get my hands to a sword, I bet I'm like an amazing duelist. And yep. he and, uh... completely misses and fumbles trying to attack yep. someone with the sword. Uh, yeah, he is then stabbed in the thigh by one of the soldiers. And Larmar tries to tackle a guard. <laughs> Poor Larmar. <laughs> I don't think he has any fighting skills either. He's like, just like, fuck it. <laughs> like, tries to tackle a guy. <laughs> uh, but the soldier is able to step away. And another guard holds a blade to Light Song's throat. Light Song notes that this did not go as he had planned. Were mm -hmm. you surprised by how bad Light Song was with the sword? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you didn't believe him when you thought he'd be good with the sword? <laughs> no, I, I didn't think he'd be that good with the sword. <laughs> Were you surprised, Darkness? Do you think he'd be better with the sword? I thought he would have been at least decent. <laughs> he was so bad. Um, but yeah, so then we go to Vivenna's POV for the next chapter, chapter 53. Vivenna huh. is pacing her uh, the room that her and Vasher were currently renting, waiting for Vasher to return. She notes how he was only supposed to be on a scouting mission, and she feels more worried for him than she had felt for Denth, even believing her and Denth had been friends. And that, that's kind of it for her point of view there. She's just, she's pacing. She's like, where is he? He's <laughs> not here back yet. And then we get Siri's point of view. And she's woken up by shouting and fighting. Suddenly her door opens and Trelides waves for her to quickly follow him. She backs away and he has guards grab her and she screams for help. Trelides calls her a fool and says he's trying to help her, which Siri does not believe. There are bodies on the ground and others with gray skin. She hears fighting further away and shouts towards that direction. When you first read this chapter, uh, or this part of this chapter, uh, did you were you concerned about Trelides coming and like grabbing her? I was concerned about anyone trying to, <laughs> trying to seem like they were trying to help her. Yeah, I mean, 
still was I'm pretty sure I was still running on the whole that they were bad people. Yeah. Still thought the priests were all bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, they took her away from my point of view. But... Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, last episode, darkness was starting to lean more towards the Pancal people. Being well, yeah, 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 but but the but the thing is, like, I even leaned to that too. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect like I, there could be multiple bad people. Right? That's true. Yeah. Thinking, it's like, true. Yeah. I, I I didn't just dismiss the fact that they could still be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, they obviously could still be a bad faction. That's you know there. It's just the worst one is Pancal. Mm-hmm. Like, they have their own things they have to do. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that gets changed a little later, but you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Theory, yeah. So yeah, so then we get to our new main character, old chaps. Yeah. Uh, so he is the best main character. Like, Obviously. I say, like he is the greatest. And I hope we see him so much more. I know, right? We're gonna see so much of old chaps, right, Darkness? Yeah, yeah we get to see him until like we get to see him live his whole life. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. He's the only it's... point of view we're ever gonna get again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, we get old chaps. He's in a little boat fishing at night, so he won't have to pay a fee because no one could see him fishing. Because normally, I guess you have to pay a fee to go out fishing in the bay. Uh, apparently, he sometimes tosses bodies into the bay, weighed down by rocks that the slumlords mm-hmm. give to him. Uh, he he imagines them dancing, tied by their feet in the bottom of the the bay, all just hanging out together, having a little party. Uh, but he had no bodies tonight, so instead he's fishing. Uh, what what were your initial thoughts of old chaps based on uh his things he does for a living <laughs> greatest main character ever hell yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay yep that's it all right i mean uh, i mean in all honesty there's not a lot to go on right yeah <laughs> i mean he's not the greatest person he <laughs> throws no. bodies into the bay um yeah, i mean everybody's got to have a living you know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then old chaps hears a voice saying, "A little more to your right." He notes that the sea talks to him sometimes. So I don't, I don't know crazy about that. Crazy man, yep. <laughs> he's crazy. And he, yeah, he happily does as he's told, dropping his nose instructed by the voice. His neck catches something heavy, and he pulls it up and lets out a bit of, uh, lets out a bit of light from his lantern and sees a sword, silvery with a black handle. The sword says he hates the water and asks if old chaps wants to destroy some evil. He says he doesn't know what it means, but will trust old chaps to decide. Uh, old chap smiles, and Nightblood notes that he can be admired a little longer, but they really need to get back to shore. Uh, do you think Nightblood did good getting old chaps to fish him up? Are you proud of Nightblood? Yeah. Yep. Like I was telling you before, I think this is this isn't an old chap's uh, point of view. It's more of a Nightblood point of view. But <laughs> I mean, we get it from it's a, it's a, it's a Nightblood I, uh, yeah, section, but, but it's from but, old chap's point I'm of view. Pr- but I'm pretty sure Nightblood's the main character in this thing. <laughs> old chap's is just a supporting role. He really likes Nightblood. It's admiring oh, him. Yeah. So is so does every other person before they get it rammed through their sternum. What do you mean? Well, we know Chappy becomes the new God King. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Vivetan doesn't really like Nightblood. She gets sick. She's not a fan. Yeah, yeah I wonder why. Probably because she's not evil. <laughs> Maybe she's just really evil. Would you trust old chaps to to decide what no. evil is? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, Nightblood does. Nightblood trusts everyone. He's a child. <laughs> child a child that likes murder murder it sounds like my future child <laughs> oh, i'd be scared to have see darkness as a father wow that was about <laughs> to make a really weird turn was it 
In my head, yeah, because you said I would hate to have and then stopped. And I, all my head was going was, have darkness as child. No. <laughs> what? I was no. Say, I would hate to. I would hate to have a child like that. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. uh, darkness is child, huh? man. Uh, Anyways, uh, let's go. Let's go on an hour tangent about okay. darkness is child. I, no, we're good. Is it, is it, is it like Destiny's Child? Oh my gosh. Uh, so we then go to Vasher's point of view. He wakes up tied by his wrist to a hook in the ceiling of a stone room. The rope that he's hanging from is drained of color, the same rope he'd used on the maid earlier. Everything was gray except for his white underwear, which is the only thing he's wearing. He's also <laughs> used all of his breath, so he has no breath, there's no color, and he's tied from his wrist to the ceiling. Uh, Denth is standing in a corner next to a lantern. He says he owes Vasher for Arsteel's death and asks how he killed him. Vasher insists it was a duel, and then suggests he stabbed him from behind, causing Denth to backhand Vasher and say Arsteel was a good man. Uh, no, he wasn't. Hmm? And then Vasher says, no, he wasn't. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then they say, once they were all good men, Denth replies that he is what Vasher made him. Uh, Vasher then brings up Vivenna, and Denth said she was supposed to like him, and things got out of hand when Parlin died. Vasher says things always get out of hand when it comes to Denth, which causes Denth to say Vasher started a war, slaughtered tens of thousands, betrayed his closest friend, and killed the woman who loved him. And this is where I believe my theory came in. So what are your... <laughs> I was like... So first of all, what are your my... thoughts on the crimes Denth accuses Vasher of? Well, uh, I mean, so goes into my theory. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe that this man is Kalad. You believe Vasher is Khalid the Usurper? Yes, I 100% believe it, because I started thinking about it even more now as you started talking about the chapter again. Uh, before, he apparently says something about um, it taking like a thousand breaths to uh, bring back, uh, what was it, stone and metal? It was a thousand breaths to awaken steel, which uh, Nightblood is. So it took a thousand breaths to awaken Nightblood. Okay, but I'm pretty sure you stated it earlier. Something is, is about someone stone the, and metal. The, yeah, the, the ninth heightening. Awaken, yeah, yeah, to awaken stone heightening. and steel. Okay. So you have to be at the ninth heightening okay. to awaken stone and steel. And um, okay. so I think here's, Vasher here's also next... created creatures of bones encased in stone and steel, he says at some point. Uh, so here's, a, here's the thing that I started thinking about when that came across. Uh, first off, stone is not alive. Yeah. So but bones how are. do you, yeah? So how would you? Well, yeah, but the oh, thing I see, is, I see. right? Yeah, yeah. Metal, metal, and stone are not alive. Yes, we've already got to the point where uh, Vivenna has deduced that you cannot put breath into a metal into metal, and you if because it's not alive. So you, I would assume the same thing would be for stone. It's not alive, so you can't put breath into yes. it. Have we? I I don't remember. I want to go back. I want, this is what I wanted to do earlier, and I never did it. I wanted to go back when they were talking about Kalad's phantoms. Mm -hmm. How did how did they what did they say? They called like them they a different something. type of lifeless. Yeah. So I'm trying to put the pieces together because I don't remember exactly what I was thinking before when he said stone, and then something was ringing to me about the bones uh, that he was talking about, like. When you could bring back skeletons if you put all the bones 
in yeah, the right Yeah, it was a order. lot of work, and it was a lot of breath to do that. He said it oh. works better when they're encased in flesh. Because, like, the bones by themselves, you'd have to, like, I think basically, like, mm -hmm. awaken each bone and have them kind of, like, stick together so, or something. So, to, to awaken stone, or metal, in my opinion, like, you would have to encase... Like, if you encased bones in that, could it work the same way? The same as, like, flesh, you mean? Yeah, like... I mean, it sounds like... Basher said he did that. He says he said earlier in, what was it, chapter 51, that he had creatures made of... He did uh, the the creatures that were bones encased in stone and steel. Yeah, so I'm thinking that if... if, if because Basher said... I didn't even remember Basher saying that, to be honest. Um, maybe that's why I got this whole thought. I don't know. Probably. Uh, where was uh, it? Uh, yeah, so it says pretty much at the start of chapter 51, it says Shashar was the most talented, more capable than Vasher, who had instead used tricks like encasing bones in steel or stone to make his creations. Yeah, okay. Uh, so my thought here, and I mean, it's kind of a out, in my opinion, it's an out there thought. Mm -hmm. What if, because they're different, what if Kalad's phantoms are actually kind of like, uh, you know those the stone army, like the Chinese stone army mm -hmm. thing? Yeah. With the big statues? What if it's that? That's mm -hmm. why they're so good. Like, they're so such, like, a better breed of things. Because, I mean, even in today's society, people are still looking for that, like, those statues and stuff like that. Like, they found a bunch of them, but, like, they, they're stated that there's probably, you know, so many more. So what if he's, that's the thought, that's the, like, uh, what's, the, what's the word, the, that's where he, where Sanderson got it from, like, that's mm. his. He just had a lot of ideas from, like, other cultures and stuff like that, I think. Yeah. So, I'm just thinking Kalad's phantoms are probably like that, and then that leads me into believing, because Vasher said that, you know, he's done it, that maybe he is Kalad. Hmm. It was also named, we learned from Hoyd, Strife Lover. It was a returned. Yes. His return name was Strife Lover. Yeah, so uh, there's the other part. Maybe he is he is an actual returned. I mean, you've got, to at, least, King. You've got to at least have enough breath to be ageless if he is that old, if not a yeah, returned. Exactly. But then he would also yeah. need a, if he is a returned, he would need a breath a week. Maybe but he does he get a breath a week. <laughs> Wait, do you see darkness? I said, what if he unreturned himself? Unreturned? <laughs> I mean, we don't know that it's a thing you can do. I mean, kind of... I mean, we don't know for certain, no, but I mean, we kind of get a little bit on something later. Mm. We also... Which no. also makes me even more believe that uh, technically he could have been a god king. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like at some point, uh, both him and Shashara were at least of the ninth heightening, which is four heightenings higher than the than what normal returned are, because mm -hmm. they were both able to awaken steel and stone. Mm-hmm. But imagine the amount of breath you need to make, like, an army of that. Need a lot. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, if it's a thousand, if it was a thousand to bring a bring Nightblood to life, even if we go by that, I mean, like. That's a lot of. I mean, you need, that's a lot of thousands. You need twenty thousand just to be of the ninth heightening. Then you also need the breaths to awaken <laughs> things. Nope. So somebody also, has like hundreds of thousands. Think of an army full of nightbloods. <laughs> Damn. I mean. 
I mean, that's what I think we get to either later in this chapter or next time, next uh, point of view with them. Is he kind of <laughs> says, like, she had to die. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, because she knew about it. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, we, we can't have an army of Nightbloods <laughs> being held by all these lifeless. Because that was when also the lifeless got their, like, one breath thing. Yep. It's, yeah, something else she did. So. Mm-hmm. So, um, where are we? but yeah, so Vasher has no response. He believes Shashara needed to die. Oh yeah, it was right after. As she had shared the commands to make lifeless from a single breath, and he worried that she would reveal the way to awaken steel like Nightblood, and how that would have affected the Many War. So, yeah, they basically just reveals right here, like, yes, we were around at the time of the Many War, so he's minimum 300 years old. Yep. Uh, in returned years. Uh, not just, if he is a returned. Um, and then, yeah, he knows none of that matters to the man who'd seen his sister murdered. Plus, Vasher had created his own monsters. Um, and we kind of already had, I, I don't think I really need to go into this question, because we kind of already discussed it, but I was going to say, what do you think the monsters Vasher created are? Which, <laughs> mythic things. Phantoms. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any thoughts other than that, Darkness? No, cool. <laughs> no, you, you also Vasher's phantoms. That seems, that seems valid. Yep, Vasher's phantoms. <laughs> Strife Lover's Phantoms. Nope. Lasher. Better mm -hmm. name. Or Tax. He also went by Tax, remember? <laughs> Ooh, Tax's Phantoms. Mm. <laughs> it's the, they're the Tax Collectors, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be such a funny army name. An army of the Tax Collectors. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. Well, we know who... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, we know who, we know who Midnight's going to be evading. Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. Yep, because midnight evades taxes. I don't for evade sure. taxes. <laughs> yep, tax evasion. Oh my gosh, I don't. Uh, Denthan says he's been able to keep Tonkfa to just hurting animals. So apparently, I guess Tonkfa does want. Wanted I needed to torture Parlin. But apparently, he's been wanting to sure. torture people for a while. Uh, and he wonders what he finds so enjoyable about causing pain as he I think, grabs a knife and that point of view ends. We switch back to Vivenna. <clears throat> who has been unable to sleep and Dawn was approaching. She notes that she's been failing at everything lately, and before she left Idris, she had never failed. Vena goes over to Vasher's pack, puts on his tasseled overshirt and leggings and cloak. She then uses the commands Vasher used previously on his clothing. Before she leaves, she ties the sword on. When you first read this, did you think the commands would work for her? Yes, because she's amazing. <laughs> what did you think, Darkness? Did you think the commands were going to work? I thought there was going to be, like, a fizzle here and there, you know? <laughs> nah, Vivenna's a prodigy. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that was that point of view. Just another quick Vivenna one. We then have Lightsong's point of view. Blushweaver is crying and saying she had the God King's priests on her side, so she was apparently working with Trelides and the others. Uh, she notes that her getting the command phrases were something... Her and the priest had worked on together. Lightsong then turns to Larimar and asks for something to pick the lock with so he can try it. And Larimar begins bellowing, saying Lightsong had been a scribe, not a soldier, detective, or thief. He was an accountant for a local moneylender. He asks if Lightsong ever stops to think if he's being a fool or not, because the answer is usually yes. And Larimar gets in trouble with him. So what did you think of Larimar's outburst here? And are you surprised to learn Lightsong was a, a scribe of all things? Second part, yes, but the first part, yeah. I, I mean, I assumed he was gonna crack at some point. 
Yeah. I mean, he kind of has a point. Cause... He does! <laughs> like, Tuck is a fool! <laughs> like, Tuck didn't even consider, you know, like... That he's a Larmer. fool? No, it's just Larmer's life in general. <laughs> yeah, he brought Larmer into all this, and then... Now they're, like, locked in cages, Blushweaver's been, like, beaten and crying, and... It's okay, it's okay, Blushweaver will get free soon, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so one of the priests then comes over and asks for Light Song's command phrase, which Light Song says he forgot. They pull Blushweaver out of her cage and slit her throat and her biocrema fades. Were you shocked to see them kill Blushweaver so suddenly and quickly? Honestly, yes. Like, it's just a sudden, like, okay, slit her throat. Now will you work with us? <laughs> it's like, oh, I shit. was disappointed because of how much breath was lost. But yeah. Yeah. It's just gone. But is it really lost, though? Matter is never destroyed. We don't know. We don't know where breaths go. Once, uh, yeah, I was dies. Like... I'm hoping it goes into the light song and he just breaks free <laughs> like some god. Uh, so yeah, so then the priest asks for light song's command phrase again. When light song refuses, they move towards Larmar's cage. They pull Armar from his cage and hold a knife to his throat, and Light Song gives his command phrase to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Poor Light Song. He was not expecting this in any way. Definitely did not go to plan. Not at all. Uh, so yeah, chapter 54. We start with Vivenna's point of view. She's speaking to Tuft, a beggar who has only one eye. Claims Vivenna was a plant, and Ravenna replies that she was determined to see how the people in the area really lived. Uh, she then places a colorful handkerchief in his cup for him to sell, and asks for information regarding out-of-the-ordinary disturbances involving Awakeners. Uh, Tuff tells her to go to the third dock slums. And then we have Vasher's point of view. He's still hanging, with cuts uh, that have apparently been drenched in lemon juice. Which, that sounds horrible. Very horrible. Who you? <laughs> uh, and he notes that there is still a good man somewhere in Denth. He tells Denth that torturing him won't bring her back, and Denth agrees as he picks up another knife. And then Ciri's point of view. Just really short, short points of view here, going back and forth. Uh, she Ciri notes that a third force is attacking the palace, and she believes that they want to free her. Uh, she is then led to a room where Susabrun is, although he's held back from going to her. She's, like, confused by, and she's like, oh yeah, they're not holding anything back anymore, because they're, like, holding onto his arm, and he's like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> they don't touch him normally. Uh, Siri demands answers from Trilides, who tells her he doesn't know who these invaders are, and then Bluefingers arrives, saying the East Wing has fallen and reinforcements aren't coming. It gives a covert nod to Siri when she tries to get his attention and suggests escaping through the tunnels. Uh, when you first read this, were you happy to see Bluefingers there? Nope. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, like, the moment he shows up, I was like, all right, yeah, no. I, every fiber of my being was like, yep, this is definitely a pun call thing. Yeah. So Trelides then takes a sword and tells the sword just to go with Bluefingers, the God King, and Ciri to the docks. Susabrun is allowed free to approach Ciri, and Ciri has a feeling that something is wrong. As Ciri and Susabrun are led away with Bluefingers, she thinks back to Light Song's words about being seen as average, and realizes what who the third force must be. She confronts Bluefingers, asking how it must feel to. Hmm? 
And then Blue Fingers runs away. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she, she, That's my favorite part. <laughs> she asks how it must feel to be assumed to be a Halandrin when the Pankal had been here first. So basically, the Pankal are like basically like Native Native Americans, mm-hmm. and all the Halandrin are like the European freaking conquerors that came over. Um. So yeah, they aren't allowed a military good. and are second class citizens. Blue Fingers runs away, and Siri tells Trelides that Blue Fingers was going to lead them into a trap, and that Susabron was right to trust his priests. Trilogy suggests going to the front gates instead. What were you going to say there, Mythic? No, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much how it is. Oh, that's a good analogy. But they're like the Native Americans, except for the fact that the Native Americans didn't really have a uh, genuinely good revolt. So. Yeah. So yeah, Darkness's thoughts here were right. The pond. We we finally got it revealed. The pond call are behind mm-hmm. this all. They, their whole plan was to get Halandrin and Idris to go to war because they don't have their own military. They're not allowed one. Are you happy to finally get confirmation you were right, Darkness? Yes. <laughs> you feel good about I'm that? I'm so happy. Because I was like, <laughs> for once I'm not wrong. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so we then go back to Vivenna's point of view. She's at the third dock slums and notices people talking about spirits and death and ghosts from the sea. She then hears Nightblood calling uh, for her to come get him. She finds Nightblood in a room with four dead bodies. Nightblood is happy to see her and says he tried to get the men to bring him to the court of gods, but it didn't work well. He continues to ask if he did well and says Varatrelides threw him into the ocean, but he got back out. He also says he thinks Vasher is hurt. Vena asks where Vasher is and learns that he went after Ciri, but Dents, Shashara's brother, threw him into the water. Uh, threw Nightblood into the water, specifically not Vasher. Uh, she then crabs a dirty blanket and wraps around Nightblood and heads for the Court of Gods. Are you sad that old Chaps is dead after our one point nope. of view with him? <laughs> nope, not at all. Like I said, it was definitely a Nightblood chapter, not a... What did you think, Darkness? Were you sad that old Chaps barely got any screen time there? Dead so quickly. Yeah. I felt like he had really good, like, you know, potential. Could have been the God King. Yeah, he could have been. been the next God King. Like, wouldn't that have been great? No, the next God King is a child. Imagine if Old Chaps became a returned. Nightblood kills him, Siri pulls, or not Siri, Vivenna pulls him out, and then he returns, and it's like, oh. <laughs> well then. He will be Fishmonger. Fishmonger oh, the corrupt. <laughs> I mean, oh, wait. Technically, because we did, we did kind of pass past, uh, past it, mm. if I remember correctly, uh, Scoot did tell us how uh, Lightsong died. Did he there? I thought he tells him later. Are you sure? I thought he. He tells I him at the he's... end of this chapter. I'm pretty sure in the next point of view it's light it... songs. And I think he oh, tells okay. him. Okay, was it the end of? Okay, was it the end of this chapter? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I he he tells I, him later. I didn't reread, so I don't remember. <laughs> exactly. I just remember that. Yeah, it's it's, it's really this next part. I see it in my notes right here. This is where he okay. says how light song dies. Um. So yeah. So we go back to light song's point of view. Light song is staring at Blushweaver's body, and Larimar apologizes for yelling at him. Lightstone says that neither him nor Blushweaver were gods, and he says people should have seen the truth about him. Larmar then tells Lightstone that they were brothers and one of the best men he had ever known. Larmar had been a priest working at the palace of Kindwinds the Honest, uh, who lied and played political games. His faith had waned, and then Lightstone died rescuing Larmar's daughter, Lightstone's favorite niece. Which I guess this means Larmar has multiple daughters? Or maybe they have another sibling? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, Lightstone returned, and Larmar's faith returned as well. He also reveals Lightsong's old name was Stenomar and says no matter what lights no matter what Lightsong is a god to him. Are, do you have so, any 
Sorry, I was going to say, do you have any thoughts on finally knowing the truth of Light Song, aka Stenomar's past? I find it funny that uh, it's Larmar and Stenomar. <laughs> you like the names? <laughs> like, he he definitely thought that one through. Yep. I mean, their parents maybe weren't the most original. Or maybe like the Imar part is like a family thing. Maybe. Stenomar and Larmar. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh... I, I was kind of surprised to find that uh, it wasn't complete BS that uh, they returned from courageous acts. Yeah, so he actually did, uh, was courageous. He apparently mm -hmm. saved uh, Larimar's daughter. What was Blushweaver's title? Uh, Blushweaver the Honest. Blushweaver the Honest. So she died honestly. Yes. Uh, there actually is, uh, I'd have to relook, find them, but there actually are notes uh, from Brandon, which he, because it's not in the book, but he does say, like, I believe Blushweaver technically originally died, like, exposing some corruption. I don't remember the exact details. Ah, but that's how, that be... but she was, like, executed for, for, by these people or, like, they're friends of them or something, but she exposed, like, some criminals. And that's how she became Blushweaver, to be honest. Gotcha. Yeah. Who chooses the title? Um, I mean, the, the, the honest or the brave are based on how they died. I don't know how their actual name though is created, like the Blush Reaver or Light Song part. Do we get to know about anybody else's way they died, or is it? Only I think it's just those or... two okay. are the ones we get to know. All right, because the only other one I was worried, wondering about was the child, like the kid person. Hope Finder. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Well, what was his title? Hope Finder. Uh, Hope Finder. Uh... God of Innocence and Beauty. Oh, so I think I think because because he returned as a toddler, so I think they just gave him the God of Innocence. Hmm. So he didn't really get like a proper. Yeah, but like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so he died returned. innocently. I don't understand. How does a baby come back then? They also die innocently, I guess. I guess I as know, long as you're I... a good person, maybe you can return. Maybe it's oh, just so about Vavana... so Vavana's gonna return when she dies. <laughs> maybe it's just about being a good person. So maybe anyone Nightblood can't like uh Murder. yeah has the potential of being a returned. To be fair, I see returned and Nightblood as like polar opposites. Oh, I'm just saying Nightblood's like definition of pure hearted. The fact that people get sick around him. Like I'm wondering if those are the people who can return. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering if can... technically. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if like uh, Nightblood can get uh, returned sick. That's a good question. Because they can't really get <laughs> sick, but I mean, either could Vivenna technically with all her. Oh, I she had her breath at the time. So. I mean, even she's got her breath at this. Yeah, point, she has though. her breath at this point. So yeah, I think and she can still, still she feel sick. sick. Yeah, she's not, like, just physically getting feeling. sick, she just, yeah. like, feels horrible. Yeah, I think it's just, like, a queasy feeling, like, you know, your stomach yeah. feels weird, pretty much. So I don't think, like, a return would, like, throw up, but they would probably, like, yeah, get that horrible feeling. Mm -hmm. If they're still a good person. Yeah, we have, we'll, we'll have to find out if uh, <laughs> anybody's a good person, any of them are good people. Even if they did die courageously. <laughs> Um, yeah, where was I? Um, oh yeah, that was pretty much, that was the end of that chapter. 
Yeah, we got to know his name was Stanimar. And yeah, he died rescuing Larimar's daughter. Yeah, his favorite niece. Yeah. Hmm. Very nice. Yep. So yeah, so she was a family member. Yep. So but I mean, it's nice to know, uh, you know, like more of Light Song's past. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so then we. And I was right that Larmar was some somebody very close to him. Yeah, they were brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was still going. I was going more of the best friends route, but yeah. Yeah, but they were brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the kind of like tantrum where he says, "I'm always getting into trouble because of you." I feel like it's like a very brotherly thing. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's also true. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so then we start this next chapter, the final chapter of this episode, which went by faster than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Uh, we we're not having as many side conversations. Yeah, we're getting more like answers and less questions. Mm-hmm. Now that it's the end of the, the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we get series point of view. Trelity states that if they can get into the city, the people will rally around the God King and they'll be safe. Siri asks where the pawn call got lifeless, but Trelides doesn't know. Suzebron is not consulted, and he has nothing to write on to say anything, which I feel bad for Suzebron. And also, apparently, like, I think they mentioned a couple of times here that Trilogy is kind of, like, dismissive of him and only really talks to Siri. Yep. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Because <laughs> I think Siri notes that, like, she can, like, look into his eyes, and he's, like, thinking and, like, has something. Like, like he, he, he has thoughts on this whole thing, but, like, he just can't. <laughs> he can't <laughs> articulate because he has no, no tongue. He's got no way, yeah. The man, needs, the man needs to learn how to, like, awaken his powers. And... He needs to wear, like, a little chalkboard around his neck on, like, a string. There, yeah, even better. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I that, that would be hilarious. That would be just a little chalkboard there with, like, a little piece of chalk yeah. attached to it. I feel like that would diminish his, uh, like, that is... kingly look. Yeah. <laughs> but at least he could communicate. True. Uh, so, yeah, Trelides, uh then tells Siri that the God King is infertile, just like the rest of the Returned. And yep, he thinks the Royal Line... no different. Yeah, he thinks the royal line never descended from the first returned. Uh, mm-hmm. Siri finishes one of Trelity's sentences regarding them having a returned baby to be the next god king already, and accuses them of wanting to kill Susebron. Trelity says, says, no. <laughs> says they change god kings whenever a baby returns, and that the previous god king is allowed to live for however long he wishes, as they have two sources of breath and can give away the treasure of breath without giving away their divine breath. So we know mm-hmm. that there is a way to give away all... Uh, we now know that there's a way to give away breaths other than your divine breath are you surprised that the god king doesn't actually have to die for the next god king to get breaths because you guys had a ton of theories but as far as what trelides is saying here he doesn't have to die he just can do whatever he wants yeah. once uh he gives away the the specific treasure of breath to this baby mm-hmm. i mean it does make sense and i it I kind of hits the whole note of uh i didn't believe the god king was any different than anybody else I think uh was it was darkness invertible. that had the the theory that like giving the breath like like leached it over time or something. No, that was yeah, uh, pretty sure it was me. Okay. Yeah, that... And then that turned into I think as soon as uh as soon as like the baby's in close proximity, it's just you know gone. Mm-hmm. Dead God King. <laughs> hmm. Does that mean? Does that mean that? His father's alive. Well, it sounds like his father did give away his breath to apparently cure that village yeah, of people with his the, father the, was a good person. The diarrhea village or whatever disease they had. Diarrhea village. I don't I know. know. They had bowel issues. <laughs> That's what we were told. They had like some sort of bowel issue disease. 
They were all yeah. shitting themselves to death. <laughs> oh my god. So it sounds like that might have actually been the truth after all. Yep, guess so. Guess he didn't feel the need to stay around for the next God King because it's not really the, his son. And he's like, meh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> my duty's over. Um... So yeah, so then Siri states that Trelides gives the returned gods everything except for knowledge, which Trelides is angered by. But suddenly they hear fighting in a nearby room, and Siri tries to get information for how Susabron can give away just the treasure of breasts. But before Trelides can respond, a group of lifeless yeah. burst into the room, and Bluefingers with another group of lifeless are through the other door. The priests try to attack the lifeless, but they die, including Trelides. Susabron pushes mm-hmm. Siri behind him and backs away. Bluefingers and the lifeless, but Bluefinger says they have somewhere to go. So that information dies with Trelides, as far as we know. Yep. We don't know how many other people. Which pisses me off, because why the fuck are you so stupid? Yeah, why didn't you just tell her? God damn. <laughs> or tell Susabron, like, you can address him, even if he can't speak back. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, uh, by the way, you know, I'm gonna die. Like, right before you die, that's the best part to do it, the best time to do it. Like, like hey, as you hear the fighting you start, you, you just be like, this is how you do it. Okay, time to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, this is how you do it. I won't be making out of here. Get out of here, kind of shit. And, you know, yeah. And maybe, oh. th- maybe then he could return, because that's a courageous act. And, like, maybe also give them, like, the, the location of the next god king, if you're really, because in his mind, that's the most important thing. So, like, here's where the next, here's where the baby is. Here's how you get rid of the, mm-hmm. give the breath to the baby. Go. <laughs> yeah. Like. Baby go boom. I mean, that would just. <laughs> Honestly, that would just put a target on the baby's back, though. Well, that's only if the blue finger hears it, because it's mostly lifeless, I think, attacking, isn't it? Yeah, but still. I mean, that still would put a target on the baby's back. Like, if they're following them, and they just came over and gave a baby, baby, like, you know... Well, I think the the idea would be they'd get to safety, wait for things to die down, and then go find the baby. Um... Hmm. But yeah, so we then switch to Vivenna's point of view again. Uh, she's trying to get into the Court of Gods, claiming she needs to see All Mother. Uh, the guards refuse, and Nightblade tells her to go to the side. Uh, like Vivenna... Vasher does. Yeah, Vasher apparently, he never uses the door. He just goes up the wall. Yeah. So Vivenna awakens the tapestry. She awakens the tapestry. Have it lift her up onto the wall. The guards quickly notice her, and Nightblade comments that Vivenna is no better at sneaking than Vasher, and Ye- <laughs> Yesteel would have been disappointed. Yes. Um, yeah, so we've they've mentioned Yes Steel before. Who, who specifically do you think Yes Steel is? Um, I think they said Yes Steel was the one who created Icar alcohol. I mean, he's one of the the five whatever the. People. I can't remember their names. Yeah. The name of them. Yeah. Five I, I figured as much, but I was like, I was thinking, um, are we supposed to have a bigger idea of who he was? Or? I, I was just wondering if you had like any just random thoughts about him. Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are right about the five scholars thing, that would be then technically, I guess his name would have been Khaled or Strife Lover or whatever. Varatrelides, Sashara, R Steel, and Yes Steel. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of group, mm-hmm. which is five, mm-hmm. if you guys are correct. Yeah. Kyle um, the Usurper. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what name he was going by at that point. If he was going by Vasher or Strife Lover or Khaled. Tex. 
For tax. Yeah, tax. That's what he's going by. Totally. He created the tax men, so. Uh, so Venator then has the tapestry lower her to the ground on the other side of the wall and runs across the lawn towards the guard king's pa- god king's not guard king's the god king's palace. Nightblood the tells guard v- king's palace. <laughs> Nightblood tells Vivenna he can feel Vasher on the third floor and gives Vivenna a picture of the room. Vivenna calls, which is him. awesome. Yeah, you can just like put like pictures of rooms into people's heads apparently. Hmm. Um, so Vivenna calls Nightblood an evil weapon of destruction. Nightblood responds that he's not evil, he destroys evil. I agree. I agree. No, 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 evil. He, just, he, just, he destroys evil, nope. he's not evil. Nope. I agree with her. Good distinction. I agree with her. <laughs> uh, guards come towards them, and Vivenna throws Nightblood at them. Which I think uh, Nightblood tries to tell her to kill them, and she's like, and he's like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I guess that works Draw me. too. Yep. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vivenna then uses her awakened clothing to climb up the large blocks of the Guard King's palace. She glances down and sees the guard with Nightblood fighting other guards, black smoke swirling around him. Vivenna can still hear Nightblood distantly, and he instructs her on which window to go to. So he's just, like, down there being swung around. He's like, oh yeah, just that window over there. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he just knows where she's going? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Vasher says he can basically, like, see what they're seeing. When... Mm-hmm. Um, and so Vivenna begins climbing, her cloak stopping an arrow for her. Uh, and Which were you, is awesome. Yeah, were you surprised that Vivenna's awakening of the clothing worked? No. <laughs> yes. Like I said, she's a prodigy. <laughs> prodigy Vivenna. The darkness was surprised, though. That doesn't surprise me, either. <laughs> I feel like I was surprised the first time I read this. I was like, oh shit, that actually worked. I was expecting her to, like, maybe one of them to work and the other ones not to. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> there should have been, like, some sort of fumble. <laughs> um, so we then switch over to Light Song's point of view again. He notes that his wound isn't too bad and he stopped bleeding. He glances over at the priests and notes their skin tone is slightly off and that the men are actually from Pankal and not Halandrin. They're just wearing priest robes in the colors of the God King. Uh, do you think Light Song is going to be able to do something with this information? Uh, <laughs> he's a pretty smart guy, so maybe. What do you think, Darkness? You're asking if Light Song is gonna be able to. Yeah, cause so now now multiple groups know Light Song's now just figured out the Pong Call are the ones like capturing them and killed Blush Fever and stuff. What do you think? Uh, do you think he's gonna actually be able to like escape and do anything with this information? No, I think he's dead. You think he's, he's gonna die? Oh shit! You think he's gonna die? No. Yeah, for sure. No, that song is not gonna die. No, <laughs> can't happen. Denial can be very I will, strong. I, I, I will write. I will write it. So we I then will, go I will, back. I will write Sanderson a very dirty and <laughs> explicit letter. Oh my gosh! Uh, I we... just read your book after so many years of you having it published, and for like um, ten years. Yeah, and uh, I think that you should not have killed Light Song off. He was my favorite character. Please change that ending. Love music. Exactly. Exactly. No, not love. With all disdain. So we then go back to Ciri's point of view. Bluefingers is leading her and Susabron through the God King's palace. Ciri speaks to Bluefingers, telling him not to do this, as the Idrians are innocent. Bluefingers says he'd like to see her do differently if their positions were reversed, and that the Idrians, like the Halandrin, rolled over the Pankal people during the Many War. Uh, Susabron suddenly starts punching Lifeless, gesturing for Siri to flee. So obviously whatever he was thinking was the best thing to do is to 
gets Siri to safety, and he's going to try and fight off the lifeless. Uh, she tries to reach for blue fingers, but a lifeless grabs her, and some Pancal men wearing priest robes arrive and tell blue fingers they've changed Light Song's lifeless commands. Blue fingers says to give the command to have the lifeless march on Idris. He then tells Siri that once the command has been given, his friends will kill themselves so that no one can stop the lifeless army. Bluefingers Except has Except the God King. <laughs> Bluefingers has the lifeless take Susabron away, and he explains to Siri that he'll put the bodies of Blushweaver and Lightsong in the lifeless barracks with some dead Idrians and put the God King's body in the palace dungeons. Siri notes that it will look like the two gods sent out the lifeless in retribution for the assassination of the God King. Bluefingers then states he needs to give Very the Idr hmm? Very smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He then states that he needs to give the Idrians a reason to fight as well and not just flee, and Siri realizes this means that she'll have to be killed. Everyone thinks she is pregnant, and both sides will see the death of the child as an act of war. So what do you think of Bluefingers' plan to get the two kingdoms to go to war? I mean, very well thought out. So Yeah. I think it's going to fail, though. So. I mean, you hope I mean, so. Yeah, Warbreaker, after all. Yeah. They're going to break the war. Yeah, so at this point, who who do you guys think is the Warbreaker? If they are a person who... What, all of the main the characters. Every all one of, of them. them. Yeah, they're all going to band together and break the war. No, I think Vivetta is going to break the war. What do you think, Darkness? I agree. You think it's Vivetta? You guys the, think it's Vivetta? Vivetta and Nightblood, the two main characters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so since the next episode is the last, uh, I'm only really going to be asking about theories for the end of the book for each of the different characters now, because there's not really much else to ask about at this point. <laughs> so first of all, do you think Vivenna will be able to save Vasher, and what do you think the end of the book will bring for the two of them? I think she'll save Vasher, yes. Uh, hopefully they'll be together. Uh, no, actually, I don't want that. Actually, actually so... nope. You know what I think will happen? What? Vasher on the brink of death gives her all her breath. It gives her all his breath. Well, he's without breath at the moment. Yeah, right. And then she becomes Khaled. Yeah. But you know, you do realize that there's like other commands that he has used. It's true. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like the don't with the child. I think he also says like a lot of his breaths were also in his clothing, which they took away. So I guess his breath are technically still around. There's not in him currently. Mm-hmm. So you think he's gonna he's gonna give his divine breath as well as all his other breath to Vivenna? Mm-hmm. I see. Um is that all your guys' thoughts on Vivenna and Vasher? Pretty much. I mean, I, I definitely think they need to have a romance, but not like a blossom like just a blossoming <laughs> one. But it it's ended short. But I love you and then dead. He's like, kiss me. And then said, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, then moving on to the next uh, group of characters, do you think either Susabron or Siri will die, or do you think they'll reunite and have a happy ending? No happy ending. I don't believe I, it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have a happy ending either at, at all. Do you think one of them's gonna die then? And if so, which one? I think they're both gonna die. I'd rather both of them die. You think yeah, both think of them are gonna ready. die? Damn. I th I. Th my my thought is uh, that uh, Siri's gonna die protecting Susabron, and then Susabron's gonna get like mad PO'd, and then he's gonna fight back, and then also gonna get killed. Mm. Hmm. 
So, next then, what do you think will happen with Light Song and Larimar? Light Song is going to protect Larimar and get killed. Do you do think I Light Song's going to get Song killed? Gonna die. <laughs> nope. Oh, Light Song is going to get killed. He's going to protect Larimar like his courageous title. Going to protect his older brother. Mm-hmm. And then get re-returned. <laughs> Return a second that time. Would, that would be really cool. Light Song the second, the brave. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think, Darkness? What do you think will happen between Light with Light Song and Larimar? <laughs> what if it's like Light Song the bravest? <laughs> the braver. Uh, I think they're both gonna get slaughtered. You think they're both gonna die? I think they're already dead, actually. I think everybody's gonna die. Because why would they keep them after they got the command? Don't know. Yeah, it's gonna. The next chapter is gonna cut into like, oh, they walked into this room and saw like oh, some dead body and kept walking. Oh shit. Um. So then, do you think one of our three groups will be able to stop the lifeless and the war from happening? Yes, I think Vivenna's gonna stop it. Yeah. All right. And then, did you guys just have any other thoughts or? Uh, any anything actually, any theories for the right. actually I do have a different theory actually um, okay because I think uh, in his like uh, what's what's the word uh, grief of losing Siri he's going to somehow uh, stop all the lifeless because it was stated that he could technically yeah mm-hmm. I mean it was stated that it would take forever but I mean there have been a lot of things that have been stated that aren't actually true so. I mean, it also depends, like, we don't know how long it would take the lifeless to get to Idris. He could just go among them and begin breaking the commands over time. Mm-hmm. As they're marching. Well, I mean, that's if he doesn't die. But... Yes. But I'm saying if, if you're right and he, he was to break mm-hmm. the commands, he could just, like, go with them and just start slowly, like, breaking the commands of them. True. I mean, they only have the command to slaughter Idris, so... Well, I think they changed the security phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm saying, like, the, they were... Yeah, they I don't were, think they'll attack uh, Susabron, probably. Yeah, it is, uh, unless he stands in their way. Also, I think Bash is going to fully unsheath um, Nightblood. Mm. And just use it like I think, that. I think, I think Vivenna is. No, because then... Okay, yeah, I guess. Cobra's. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I the, more of, like, that, the, the, the vision. Yeah, it'll the vision. Oh. Yeah, true. But I, I'm thinking more like the vision that Light Song had with the woman and her black sword. Or was that a picture, actually? Oh, that was a painting right. that he saw. He yeah. saw a picture of a That's woman cool. holding a black sword. And this guy surrounded by, like, lifeless, an army of lifeless in, like, a sea of No, red. you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> that could be after Vasher dies. So. Yeah. Um, or here's the other thing uh, that I just now thought of for that picture. It could be a picture of, uh, what was her name? The one that created, uh, Shashara? Like, well, yeah, it could be Shashara in a mini war. But, yeah, that could be true. I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to go on the hope that it's Vena mm. and it's a authentic thing. So, if you guys mm. do think someone's going to fully draw Nightblood, whether it's Vasher or Vivenna, what do you think happens when Nightblood is fully drawn? I think it's like a temporary boost in power and then death. Mm. I don't know about the death. I don't know about the death part, but I think it's, it's going to be like a temporary. Uh, uh, boost in power, and then like kind of like you have to be 
uh, will strong-willed enough to be able to get out of like the frenzied state you'd probably like, be in. Like a berserk. Yeah, because like w- what we saw when he was barely unsheathing it was like he yeah. was going crazy, like almost like he couldn't be. Uh, what was he was like? He was taken over by his emotions. Um, so my assumption is going to be that he's kind of getting it taken over by his emotions, uh, or Vavena is, and then she's going to have to be strong-willed enough to get out of that. Man, yeah. At least I. At least we all know that a little bit of therapy could have saved this whole bit. <laughs> like everyone in it. Yep. Everyone Every one of them. There. Everybody does need therapy. When your when your dad sends you away because you know you weren't listening, everybody needs therapy. Oh, maybe, maybe get some the of the other books. People don't need therapy in this book as much as they need therapy in some of his other books. <laughs> oh, they, no. they could they could all need therapy just as much as the next one. All right? Therapy is a a thing that can be given to everybody. Oh, wait! Do you guys get to Stormlight? <laughs> wait! Do you guys get to Stormlight? There's oh. some deep therapy need. <laughs> Alright, alright, so, so, uh, darkness, we're, we're gonna go read Stormlight right now. No, you're not reading Stormlight right now. By the time, by the time we get there, we'll forget all about it, so. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to forget things. You, you under, yeah, you underestimate my power. A little concussion never hurt anyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... Yeah, do you guys have any other theories about what's gonna happen in the end of the book? Since next... Time is our last episode for Warbreaker. Sorry. I sneezed. Um, <laughs> God bless you. What if everyone dies and Vivenna self-sacrifices breaking, you know, the lifeless door? Mm. And then just, like, everyone's dead. <laughs> everyone dies. Yeah. Everyone's dead. The uh the the point of view with old chaps and then him being dead uh is a foreshadow to the fact that every character that had a point of view dies. Yeah. <laughs> every every main every main character dies. <laughs> yeah. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean to be fair, we did also get a point of view from the dad, so that means he would die too in that theory. So that would make you guys very happy. Uh would make me very happy that he was already dead. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he just needs therapy. <laughs> yeah, they all need therapy, and the best therapy is a knife to the face. Oh, damn! I think Nightblood would make a good therapist. <laughs> I don't. Nightblood would think, be the best think, therapist. He'd be like, you know I, what, I think, you know what you could do to get your mind off things? Destroying some people. Murder people. Destroy yeah, murder some people. evil. That'll get your yeah, mind off people. things. He's like, you know what makes me feel better? Destroying evil. Murdering people. <laughs> Murdering people. After I've been locked in a closet for like half a day and I get picked up again, you know what I want to do? Destroy some evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, that needs to be a meme. That that needs to be a meme. It is a meme. Drag- Nightblood destroy after evil is a... Out of the... Oh, yeah, you did tell us. Oh, yeah, can you the... send us some of the memes or can I look them up I myself? Spl- no, don't look things up. Um, I, sent, I sent you that <laughs> wow. one picture. I'm also at the end of next episode going to read you guys again the back of Elantris and have you guys do we'll uh, ask some questions at the end of it about what you guys think Elantris might be like after finishing Warbreaker hmm. some theories before we go into into Elantris Craig. gotcha oh. sorry <laughs> my phone was already on TikTok I was putting it on my calendar 
Because, yeah, the back okay. of Elantris actually gives us a little little info about each of the three main characters of Elantris. Well, there's only three? There's three instead of four. Oh, my goodness. Wait. Dad, Ravenna... I wasn't counting Dad Thrasher, or Old Chaps. I wasn't counting Dad or Old Chaps. Old Chaps. <laughs> I wasn't counting Nightblood, them. We're not counting Nightblood. Nightblood doesn't get a point of view. Song, I'm saying point map, of view characters. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure we had more than four. Sue Sabran. No, we had we had there was four main point of view characters. Not including the quick point of view at the start of the book with dad and the quick point of view with old chaps. There was four so, point of view so, characters. So, Basher, so, Basher, Nightblood Siri. Nightblood does not get his own point of view. Yes, he does! No, he he got his own point of view. He did. No, that was old chaps. All, all all his point of view is is destroy evil. That's his point of view. He does not have. He is not considered a point of view character in Warbreaker. He is though. He's, he's not. No matter how much he's you main, like. He's a main character in my. He can be a main character without being a point of view character. Exactly. So he's a main character. So Got I'm it. saying there's three so, point of view characters so, in Elantris. So, so, so main character. So main characters. There's Nightblood. There's Sisabron. I have a point of view characters. Nightblood, there's Suzebron, there's the old chaps, there's Thank the you guys for father. listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.